Take off the blazer, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth. Mr. Monday's alive. You're listening to the Urban Business Roundtable. I'm your host, Curtis R. Monday. Give me a call live in the studio at 773-591-1690. That's 773-591-1690. Have a phenomenal show lined up for you today. Coming up at about 9.35, 9.35, we have the dynamic sister combination, Danielle and Deanna Gray. They're the founders of the Womanish Experience or the Womanish Exhibit that you can see or catch uh, down in downtown Chicago. So really excited about speaking with them. Uh, and then coming up shortly at around 9.20 or so, we have the chairwoman of Midway Broadcasting, the one and only Melanie Span Cooper is going to be joining us to talk about uh, a lot of the different things that she's been doing, including the launch of Vaughn TV. So keep it locked here. The only station that matters, WBON 1690. The show is called the Urban Business Roundtable. It's a show dedicated to the creation and growth of the urban entrepreneur and small business owner. We have three primary goals here on UBR. One, we want to redefine the word urban. It's not all negative. It's not always violent there's prosperity there's wealth there's opportunity within our communities and we want to do our part with redefining that word we want to help the urban community leverage their purchasing power doesn't make sense to have resources we don't know how to use them and we try to do our very best here on ubr to help you leverage your purchasing power too we want to be a resource for the creation sustaining and growth of small businesses and entrepreneurs we want you to thrive and grow and populate the land and go forth and that's what we do here on the Urban Business Roundtable. And three, we want to provide small business owners and entrepreneurs access to capital and opportunities to grow their businesses, give you information to help you be able to have the necessary financial tools that's needed to make your businesses grow. You can listen to the Urban Business Roundtable live every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and catch the condensed recap on Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Thursdays at 6.05 p.m. here on WVON 1690 a.m. My name is Curtis Monday. I'm the host. You want to get your financial portfolio, your financial house together, call my office, the Curtis R. Monday Insurance Agency at 708-647-1005. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms at C Monday on IG. That's Curtis R. Monday on Facebook. And be sure to get my book, The Game, How to Become a Successful Real Estate Investor, uh, by visiting my, my, my website, www.curtisrmonday.com. You know, I had a, a very, very interesting week this week, as always, in, in business and trying to do what we're doing. This year is flying so by, I mean, flying so fast. Kind of glad that 2020 is almost out of here. But nevertheless, you know, time flies, and so you do what you do. So, you know, people are real peculiar. You know, I love my, I love my people, but we are some peculiar, peculiar souls. Um, <laughs> so I, I, talk, I call myself doing good in the hood this week. You know, COVID has impacted small businesses um, tremendously. And a lot of small businesses that were once open are no longer open. If you're familiar with the South Suburbs, if you're familiar with uh, African-American cuisine, especially soul food, you know a spot called Sabrina's. It's located in Hazelcrest. It's located in the strip mall uh, by my office. And so uh, after 20-plus years in business, uh, they did not, uh, did not reopen after the COVID shutdown. And that's a, a common story, you know. So in, in my neighborhood and uh, by my office, we have a, a local grocery store called Teddy's. And, and, and Hazelcrest is an African-American um, um, city. And so like most African-American neighborhoods, it's always a food desert. 
right? We always have to travel really far to get to the closest jewels or Mariano's or, you know, um, uh, the various different stores that are out there. And, and so Teddy's is a, is a local grocery store. You know, again, it, 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 it's okay. It checks off all the boxes to be able to get what you need, but it's right there locally a local uh, uh, located locally in the neighborhood where people can access it. So I went to the owners of Teddy's and I said, look, let's do this. I, I want to patronize your business with, with, with neighbors. So let's go ahead and, and let's help each other. So I took a thousand dollars and I bought $10 vouchers with Teddy's. And so my, 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 my ask was, Give me a thousand dollars worth of these ten thousand ten dollar vouchers, so that's a hundred ten dollar vouchers. And then for every client or every customer that comes to shop, we'll give them a ten dollar voucher for free groceries. The only ask that I had was that you allow us to give you uh, an auto quote, right? Can't already be with, with State Farm when you do it, and you got to just honestly allow us to give you a quote. Just can't take the, the voucher and and just say, "Ha ha, I got you." You got to actually allow us to do it. And and that's the ask. I mean, so it seems like a no-brainer. I mean, because you're going to the grocery store anyway, right? You're getting ready to spend money anyway. Well, hell, there's a song that says, I, I got five on it. Hell, I had 10 on it. I got $10 on whatever you're getting right now. All you got to do is allow us to give you a quote. Not right there on the spot, because I know you're, you're, you're shopping. There's a quote, quick little sheet. We ask you four or five questions, and bam, you're out of there. And furthermore, so you know that I'm not a scam artist, you can look right outside the next door and you can see my office is right there. And you'll be surprised at how many people would not do it. Just would, I'm, I'm talking just flat out, would not do it. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh, I don't want to. Uh-uh, I don't. Listen, it was mind-blowing to me. Pissed me off a little bit, but really mind-blowing to me. Like, like, why wouldn't you? First of all, it's supporting the local grocery store. This very grocery store that you that you hear you know, buying stuff, right? We're putting a thousand dollars into this this business, and probably would do it more frequently if this thing, if if, if the results are pretty good. So we're helping the very institute that you're spending money with. Two, it didn't cost you anything. It, it didn't. I mean, the worst case scenario is that we call you for a quote and the numbers don't match out, right? But worst, best case, you got $10 on the groceries and you're on about your day. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just our mentality. Our mentality is killing us. And that's one of the things I see with small business with, with um, that, that's hurting us in respect to our small businesses. A lot of times the communities that we serve um, have a certain mentality that we just can't be able to, to, to thrive. You know, we, 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 we have to be able to change the way that we're thinking. I had a, a, another young lady. Um, she, she came by, she, she wanted to, uh, learn how to real estate invest, uh, brought out to one of the properties, kind of showed her what the projects we were doing. And she you know, was very impressed and said, Hey, you know what? I want to learn how to do this. So I said, okay, cool. Well, if you want to learn how to do it, here's the cost that's associated with learning how to do it. Let me back up. She, she started even before I showed her the project. She said that she had, you know, um, 40, 50, 60 grand in the bank that she just saved and she's ready to go. Okay, so fast forward. So the project, here's the cost. This is what it's going to cost. We learn how to do it. Oh, no, I can't pay that. Well, why? Right? When you talk to the, when you listen to the stories of these individuals from uh, Melody to uh, the, the, the Gray Sisters, they all invested in themselves. I bet if I asked the question to either one of them, 
and, and ask them, you know, what was your investment in yourself, whether it was human capital in, in respect to time or actual money, you're going to they're going to have some stories to tell about actual money that they invested in themselves. Stop spending money frivolous, frivolous, frivolously. I always stumble with that word. Stop doing it. Invest in yourself. Invest the capital. Invest the time. Nothing. You, you don't get everything costs something. But make that investment in you. We spend money on, on, the, on the dumb things. Start looking at the bigger pictures. Connect the dots. Support the local institutions. The grocery store hires people in your neighborhood. The grocery store supports you and provides you uh, a, a, a resource to get food so you don't have a food desert. This small business is putting money into the grocery store. Support the small business. Uh, the small business is trying to help you protect your assets. That small business, Curtis Our Money Insurance Agency, hires people in the community, hire people who look like us, right? Recycle that dollar. See the big picture. We're not here to inconvenience you, but see the big picture. It's frustrating. Single mom wants to learn how to real estate invest. Invest in yourself, right? Stop spending money on, on, on Louis bags. Stop spending money on stuff that's going to depreciate. Take that money, invest in yourself in a one-time educational investment in yourself and learn how to make money forever. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? To that point, J.P. JP Morgan Chase made the news, and they're going to commit $30 billion to tackle racial wealth gap, right? Did you see that story? The investment bank said that this $30 billion commitment will be made over the next five years and will come in the forms of loans and equity and direct funding to promote affordable housing, grow black and Latinx-owned businesses, improve access to banking in communities of color, and build a more diverse workforce. Great initiative. Sounds good. I want to see the implementation. I want to make sure the money gets to us. But giving it the benefit of the doubt that the money does come to us, business owners, we have to be ready. We have to have our systems in place and our, and our plan in place to be able to take advantage of it. But community at large, we need your support. We spend this money and time to create something. As long as the, if the business is competent, the business is sound, we need your support. We need your dollars to keep it going so we can continue uh, with this process. So I'm off my soapbox for the day. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break coming up at 935. 935, we have the, the dynamic duo, Danielle and uh, Deanna Gray, the founders of the, of the woman, Womanish uh, exhibit here in Chicago. And then coming up after the break, our very own uh, Melanie Span Cooper will be joining us. You listen to the Urban Business Roundtable, and I'm Curtis R. Monday. Welcome back to the Urban Business Roundtable. I'm your host, Curtis R. Monday. Call me live in the studio at 773-591-1690. That's 773-591-1690. Keep it locked around 935. We're going to be joined by the founders of the Womanist Exhibit here in Chicago, a dynamic sister duo. I want to talk to us about their creation and what they're doing here. Uh, our next guest really needs no introduction. She's an, an author, and she's the chairwoman of Midway Broadcasting Corporation, which is a best-in-class African-American-owned media company whose properties include radio and interactive platforms. Uh, as chairwoman of Midway Broadcasting, she joined in the least list of fee America's female broadcast owners after purchasing the, the company's controlling interest in 1999. Now she's taking the foundation of the, the radio station to the next level with Vaughn TV, Vaughn TV, powered by WVN Radio, is where vision meets volume. And Vaughn TV, an OTT digital TV streaming platform, features independent films and documentaries, original programming shorts, empowering seminars, WVN live talk shows, podcasts. The list goes on and on. 
people will, can't find this type of content anywhere else. I want to say good morning to the one and only. I call a girl Melody all the time, so it's hard for me to call her <laughs> Melody's fan, Cooper. But good morning to you, Mel. How you doing? Hey, Curtis. How are you? Thank you for uh, allowing me to come on this morning on Urban Business Roundtable. This may be the first time I've ever been on this program. Oh, wow, wow. Well, I'm happy, mm-hmm. to, happy yep. to be the, the, the first to, to interview you. But let me tell you this. Yeah. 2020 Melody has has taught us a lot. And if it's taught us one thing, it's really reinforced this idea that life is short. And so yeah. I believe that that you have to give a person that flowers while they're above ground uh, versus while they're um, buried. And, and so with that being said, I'll be remiss if I didn't if I didn't tell the listening audience and tell you this and, and just say publicly thank you. And I want to say thank you because uh, in our community, uh, mentorship is, I believe, sometimes a lost art. But I've been fortunate to have some some very powerful uh, mentors in my life. And albeit it may not have even been a formal relationship, just something informally with conversations and, and, and time and opportunity. Uh, and you were have been one of those individuals that's had a profound impact on both my professional and uh, personal life. And I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity as way back in dollars and cents. Thank you for the opportunity now with the Urban Business Roundtable. And thank you for always being um, a, a resource and a reservoir of information, of insight, of, of sage wisdom over the years. And I, 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 I've literally have grown up on WVON, and you mm-hmm. have been a, a part of that process. So I want to say thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's made my day. That's very kind of you. People don't understand how words like that, how much that, what that means, you know, somebody just say thank you. So thank you so much for that. And, uh, and, and you likewise, I mean, you know, age does not uh, decide mentorship. You've helped me and you know, you have spiritually a lot. And so we've grown up together. I'm older than you, but we've grown up together and uh, on this journey together. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, Melody, I want you to tell us, as a, as a female African-American entrepreneur, what's been your key to longevity within business? Mm, I love that. Uh, re- recreating, recreating, visioning. Visioning is everything as an entrepreneur. You talked about 2020 when we first started this interview. Uh, 2020 is a powerful year if you look at it for entrepreneurship. If, you're a, uh, if, if you really are... Uh, uh, a, a micro entrepreneur. And the reason that I say that is because uh, disruption is good for entrepreneurs. You have to embrace that. People don't, don't understand that very early on as an entrepreneur, it may be intimidating and scary and people often quit at junctures like this. Right. But uh, this is when you get started. This is when you roll up and get serious and start dreaming a new dream and, and recreating. And so um, I am, uh, uh, I am having one of the best years uh, of my professional career uh, in the middle of chaos. And it's because uh, I I look at it and have embraced it in a different way. And so that would be my best advice for entrepreneurs. This is when you ramp up, don't ramp down, you don't go high, you don't get afraid, you get fired up. To recreate something different, to take it to the next level. Because this is going to happen. This pandemic, this won't be the last time life is disrupted for us, right? This is the biggest time in our lifetime, right? But, um, hey, I lived through the recession. What changed me, Curtis, in terms of a businesswoman, was the recession of 2008, 2009. And I knew when I came out of that, I could survive almost anything, you know, so. 
I didn't yeah. get intimidated when this came. Uh, but, and, but, but, but that would be my best advice. Well said. I mean, disruptors are a natural part of the business cycle, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. One of the best ways to deal with, with disruption in business is to be innovative and be creative, to be able to yep. stay flexible and nimble to respond. You know, Melody, yep. there's, a, there's a lot of uncertainty right now in, in the world around us, and, mm-hmm. and some of that uncertainty has to, to do with the, the, the sources that where we get our information. Right. We don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. We listen to We look yeah. at social media. You know, we don't know sometimes if, if, if it's a true message or did the Russians get in there, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that's some crap. Yeah. But for, to that point, Melody, tell us why media outlets, why a station like WVON and what you're doing with Vaughn TV. Why is that important mm-hmm. to the African-American community? Wow. Well, you know, let me tell you about why VON still exists almost 60 years later beyond my lifetime, beyond your lifetime. It's always been a a WVON, the voice of the Negro. And the secret sauce is that we've stayed true to our mission. Companies who stay true to their mission, who go in every day and look at those founding words, the voice of the Negro. Imagine that, right? You stay true to that, and then everything else kind of sprouts up, you know, if you can be innovative and, and, like you said, nimble. But but the 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 meaning of why we exist, right? And so, uh, power, media is powerful. It it is just power, probably the most the the fourth most important thing in 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 the world. Uh, and that's why in war, first thing they do is take out the ability to communicate. Yeah. They take they take out TV or radio uh, because it controls people. It controls what we think, what we say, how we move, what we do. And so my father taught me to never take that for granted. People don't realize this. That's why Purvis actually went into the media business. You know, Purvis came from Mississippi, never really mastered the King's English, but a brilliant man. And he got it from watching Al Benson, who was a radio personality before my dad. And Al Benson broadcast from, people have heard me tell this story, from a hamburger place on 31st Street, I think Dad said it was, called Prince and Joy. Okay. And Prince and Joy was McDonald's before McDonald's. It was black owned. It was a hamburger joint. And Al Benson broadcast from there, and there were two to three block long lines, people trying to get into Prince and Joy to buy hamburgers, right? Because this man was saying, hey, got good food here, right? <laughs> and so that's where Dad got the idea. Dad had these nightclubs, and, hey, I could be a radio personality, and I can drive people to my shows. Hmm. And that's really how he built his for- his little fortune, right? It wasn't from being a radio personality. It was from using the radio to do what he does. And so he's never not allowed us to understand the power of the media. Hmm. Um, and if you use it righteously, not just to, to, to make money, but to, to help people and to move people, then uh, you're all the better for it. And so VON has always been a place of service. Right. And for our people, it's been the voice of the Negro. It's been the voice of black America. And so now God has just put us in a position to illuminate that voice through Vaughn TV, which is our new platform, uh, uh, which is a digital streaming, which is everything right now. Right. Your Netflix, all of your your Disney, your Apple, everybody's streaming. And so we were uh, fortunate to get an opportunity to stream as well. Well, that's a great. And that's that, a, that's now, what we're doing. That's a great segue. What was the vision for that melody? How did you? Why was that the net the natural progression from 
the WVM platform and the radio to Vaughn TV? How did that all come about? Well, so uh, I can't tell you, 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 so you'll understand this conversation, right? Uh, I can't tell you that I went out saying, oh, you know what? I got to get me an OTT platform. (laughs) It kind of fell in my lap. (laughs) As crazy (laughs) as it may sound, Curtis, it was just right opportunity. It was right timing. I was at the right place at the right time. And God just blessed us with it. I was uh, testifying at the FCC last year, almost two years ago. And I was, you know, um, just telling this audience that was packed of of, of, biz, of, um, of media owners uh, and broadcast owners about how I have survived with this, um, you know, I got we got an AM station, it's 10,000 watts. I'm in the third largest market. So how do I compete with the iHearts of the world or the right. cumulus of the world and remain competitive here? And I obviously impressed somebody in the audience with, with you know, our secret sauce of what we do to stay relevant and to stay competitive in the marketplace. And uh, the gentlemen who are the owners of the OTT platform pulled me aside and said, hey, we want to do some uh, inclusion. We want to make sure that all voices are heard on this platform and you sound like perfect fit. We began to talk uh, and the deal made sense for us and, and we got it. And people don't know this, but I've had this platform for a year. I couldn't figure it out. I kept trying to, you know, well, we're going to do some millennial things. I brought some young people in, and I wasn't feeling it. This is a lesson for entrepreneurs, by the way. Okay. You know, I was bringing young people in because everything was millennial, 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 right? And I was like, mm, not feeling that because I couldn't understand it. And whatever you own, you need to know what it is. You know, it needs to it needs to fit into what you're doing, right? Uh, and so I got rid of that, and I just started digging and learning everything I could learn about it and start watching, you know, other stations and other digital platforms and what was missing. And I kind of, kind of found my niche, you know, I don't need to change who I am to adapt to, to my platform. My platform needs to adapt to us. Okay. Right. Uh, because, uh, because that's what has served us well. So I get back to how we started this conversation, right? What are we here to do? What is our intention? And it is to be the voice of the Negro, voice of blackness, voice of black people. So we got some great programming. I don't know if you've had a chance to, you know, just kind of go over it. It, It's easily accessible. Um, You know, we talked about the Roku and the Amazon Fire and Apple Plus, but you can get it as simple as Vaughn.tv you know, on your tablets and your phones and your PCs. And I'm going to share with you, I know we're running out of time, but I no, just closed a big, I just closed a big deal this morning. Big deal for me. And I think it's going to be a big deal for black America because Von TV is not just Chicago. It goes all over the world, which is 117 million households. Right. And so, uh, <clears throat> just got off the phone with brother Leonard, um, and people don't realize this, but this year is the 25th anniversary of the Million Man March. Oh, wow. 25 years ago, right? And so VON, uh, Von TV has the exclusive rights to rebroadcast the entire program. Oh, wow. That's uh, phenomenal. Isn't that, is that cool? Yeah. Is that the coolest? So yeah. we're going to start promoting that. And then that will take the channel all over the world. The nation is big. This was probably... 
No, no, not probably. This was the biggest, largest gathering of black people in our history. Uh, And I know Barack Obama's um, inauguration was huge, but it wasn't just black people there, right? Yeah. And it wasn't just black men. You're talking over one, one million black men because Minister Farrakhan called them, right, to Washington, D.C. to handle their own business. And so all week long, we'll be doing programming on WVON about this. And this is why our media is important. This celebration of the Million Man March means something to us. It's ours. And we don't expect the general market media to cover it the way we will. But I promise you, by Friday on the 20th anniversary, they will start talking about it, right? It will become, oh, light bulb will go off. Uh, and so we have to preserve our own history, and, and that's what we're doing and why Von TV and WVON is so important. Well, well said, Melody, and I'm pretty sure that we'll all eagerly wait to see how yeah. Von TV impacts the world around us. we got to get out of here, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say this to you. Um, tell us what, the name of the book and where can people pick up your book. <laughs> Listen, thank you for that, Curtis. <laughs> I haven't even had time to promote my own book, right? <laughs> and congratulations on you on your book. Thank and, you. And uh, I'm so proud of you. We're going to be doing something. Thank uh, you. We got a special show on Von TV, on the authors, for authors, and maybe we can come back and talk about that later. But my book is The Girlfriend's Guide to Closing the Deal. A lot of the things that you hear me talk about in terms of business, it's in the book. It's in the book, and because it's the girlfriend's guide does not mean that men can't <laughs> read it. As a matter of fact, men are loving this book, and uh, wish I had more time to really uh, get it out there. But, you know, there are people who write books, and that's all they have chance to do. You, right. All they have to do is for you. You're learning this, I guess, I bet <laughs> yep. you in, in your own season of it, right? Um, Absolutely, but, yep. uh, those of us with jobs, you know, we write the book, put it out in the world, uh, want it to do its best, and, and we're on to the next thing. Right? That's right. That's right. Ain't that the truth, Melody? Man, yeah. Melody. We got to get yeah. you back. I appreciate you. Thank you for all you're doing. Keep keep blessed. Tell PD I said what's up. All right. Thanks now. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, listen, you couldn't ask for a more authentic soul. Uh, whether you have in a room full of dignitaries or you have it on the south side. She's going to be the same, Melanie Span Cooper, and we want to thank you. Um, let's take a real quick break because I want to come back and, and be able to talk to uh, our, our next guest, who I think have an equally phenomenal story. And so we're going to be right back here on the Urban Business Roundtable. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Urban Business Roundtable. I'm your host, Curtis R. Monday. Call me live in the studio at 773-591-1690. That's 773-591-1690. Call my office at 708-647-1005 to schedule your free insurance and financial reassessment. <laughs> Melody Span Cooper hit around the head. You're an entrepreneur. You're doing things. You're creating. And you write a book. And some people have all day and, and all their whole time to promote their book. And I'm not one of them. So I create the book. You go out to the website, www.curtisrmonday.com. Pick up the game, how to become a successful real estate investor. Um, And we try our very best to get it out there to you. But she's right. Like, you know, it's one of the the, the pains you created. It's it's good content. And now you got to try to figure a way to get your product to the masses. Uh, Our next guests have found a way to get their product to the masses. 
they are a dynamic sister duo and they're helping to define the many facets of womanhood while doing so in an artful and tasteful manner. They've created womanish, an exploration of identity and perspectives of women and gender non-confirming people and a movement that creates progressive visual and physical experiences. I want to say good morning to my guests, uh, Danielle and Deanna Gray. Good morning, ladies. How you doing? Good morning. All right. Thanks for taking time out to chat with me. And I tell all my guests, I hope that uh, you and family and everyone you love in your circle are safe during this tough uh, COVID-19 pandemic. You're more than welcome. So, look, let me just first start by saying this, right? It, it was funny because I, when I talk to my producer and we try to figure out guests for every, every week, a lot of times I'm so busy and, I, and I, when I get the guests, I, I just kind of gloss over it, right? But now when I saw your information, I said, aha, this is where the, all the Instagram pictures with the girls are coming from with the, with the delicious. And I was, cause I'm trying to figure out where the hell this come from. Every woman on my IG page and so, and Facebook, where are these pictures coming from? They said, aha. <laughs> I felt like the the light had been shined. Like this is it. This is what I, this is who this who did it. So, ladies, I want to say thank you and you, you help you help let me know what's going on. And so, uh, tell our listening audience about the inspiration for the exhibit. Like, like explain to the, us, the listening audience, what womanist means. What was the inspiration? How did it come about? Yeah. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. Danielle and I uh, were previously working on an app, and um, it was going to be uh, women-focused as well. Um, but we found that as we were uh, promoting the app, we did smaller events. And uh, when people would get together in person, you know, it was a more impactful, um, you know, type of experience. So we, you know, uh, there was one day where we were like, you know, Danielle was in the shower. I was like washing my face and Danielle was just like, why don't we do an experiential event? And then, you know, I was like, yeah, we can still theme each broom around like womenhood and different things like that. Um, And so that's really how it came about. And then that was, excuse me, that was January, 2019. And then uh, we met our creative director in um, June of 2019 and she really helped us um kind of bring our vision to life and uh so we partnered with a lot of different uh female artists to kind of come and you know pick an ish and take their uh take on it and that's that's where it is now (laughs) you know it's funny the bible talks about trying to find a, a a holy place the, there's something holy about the bathroom. I mean, you create the best, <laughs> the best ish happens <laughs> in the in the bathroom. Like man, yes. like like the, you get the most creative vibes in the bathroom. So, uh, Danielle, explain to our listening audience what womanish means. So, womanish really um, is just an exploration and celebration of womanhood. Um, we obviously, me and Deanna are women, and we really just wanted to celebrate all things women, and we wanted to bring light to important issues affecting women, but in really creative ways. Um, every room in our experience actually represents like an issue or something um, affecting womanhood, like paydish. We talk about the gender pay gap, uh, censor censorship. We talk about um, the censorship of women's bodies. Selfish. We talk about self-care and mental health. And so we really just wanted to bring, um, to empower women um, and not, you know, while there's amazing photographs, people come in, but we do actually have statements in every room that really talks about important issues and 
every room kind of has a message where, you know, women leave feeling empowered and also learning new facts and things like that. So, got it. Deanna, tell us, how do you, how does one, or how did you guys, how were you able to take a, a good idea and make it into a reality? You know, like, like a lot of times entrepreneurs have an idea, right? It's a good idea, but there's a lot of steps in between the idea and the actual manifestation of the end product. How are you ladies able to take your idea that happened in the holies of holies, the bathroom, right? <laughs> and now come to fruition with this great product that you guys have. Yeah. So I, the first step is always just to do right. Like we, I think the reason why 99% of people don't actualize their dream is because they don't do it. You know, we, we took time to, um, at that time, I think there was, uh, two, um, people who were kind of doing what, uh, we were, what we had set out to do. So we literally took like a whole month just to like do research and figure out the steps that they took. And once we saw like the basic steps that they took, we started putting in, putting them in action because in all actuality, Danielle and I had never done something like this before. We had no experience in it or anything like that. So we really just, you know, tried to figure out if we could do it. So, um, we were like, okay, well, a lot of these people that come into these places are influencers. Let's see if we can get some influencers and see if they'll be willing to, you know, partner with us and, you know, do marketing for us and stuff like that. We reach out to influencers and they were down. And then we were like, okay, well, let's see if we can find a venue that would, you know, be willing to like host us. And even though it's not the venue that we are in right now, you know, venues were interested in hosting us. And, you know, we, we were able to negotiate something that, you know, worked for us. And so just kind of um, taking the steps to actually do it um, and doing the proper research. And, uh, you know, we, one of the biggest things is finding someone who knows how to do what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, Again, Danielle and I, we had never, you know, we're creative people, but like never to the extent of what we have here, you know, and we really didn't know how to put something like this together. So when we found our creative director, um, she's done this before for like Fallout Boy and, you know, other uh, big companies. So um, when we found her, it really just, she really just took everything to the next level. I mean, if we could show you guys the the place that we thought we were going to be in and to where we are now, it's like a, a God moment. And then, you know, of course, like my faith, um, yeah. or our faith, Danielle and I are very, um, you know, spiritual and religious. And so we really feel like we can do all things. And so yeah. um, just stepping out on faith and believing in yourself and believing that God is going to, you know, take you through is another big thing that, um, yeah, that really helped us out. You know, one, that that's a phenomenal testimony. You know, one of the things that I learned early in my career is that you don't have to have all the answers. If, if God has a plan for you, all you got to do is be a willing vessel and, and take a step forward and just go. He'll figure out and give you the necessary resources you need to kind of piece, piece it together. And a lot of times that fear right? Of the unknown. I've never done this before. It stops a lot of people from taking that next step, right? Yeah. But education empowers. And once you get like a little bit of aha, combine that <laughs> with, with like faith and favor and destiny and it was meant to be, oh my God. Danielle, what were some of the biggest obstacles that, that you ladies encountered while creating the exhibit and how did you overcome them? Um, 
Um, I think the biggest obstacle was um, funding. I think as um, Black-owned and as women, um, people aren't really as willing to give you money um, that we found. Um, even when we were doing, like, our smaller events uh, beforehand, like, trying to get people to let us use their space, like, it just, people weren't believing in us. They weren't believing in yeah. the product. Um, and so it really just had, we really just had to kind of like, okay, we can't let that get us down. Like we will find somebody who believes in us. Um, and we were able to, and also, you know, our, our parents invested in us too, which I think, um, just really shout out to them for like believing in us because when, you know, when, when the bank said no, our parents said yes. So Mm -hmm. I think it's too about, building um generational wealth it's why it's like um great to be in this with your sister because we both are about enriching the lives of our family um and so having our parents be able to invest in us um and believe in what we're doing um was really kind of like trans transformative and i know a lot of people don't have those resources because you know they talk about fundraising you know for other people of races and they do the friends and family round. And, you know, for us, it's not as easy, you know, but we really, yeah, it's tough, but we really had to show my, our, you know, our parents, like, like everything that we were going to put it in, like the revenue, it wasn't just something small, you know, we have to really put together, you know, decks and plans and numbers and things like that. And luckily we had parents, um, who believed in us and we were able to, but even if not, like they have different platforms, like I, I fund, like crowdfunding with like I fund women and GoFundMe's and things like that, which I think have been helping a lot of small businesses as I've been seeing. But I think definitely the funding and getting people to like believe in you um, when you're trying to do the small stuff was kind of difficult, but honestly, we were able to find a really amazing team and all the no's were great, honestly, because they pivoted us to like where we are today and the yeses that we got. So absolutely. This is a two part question for both of you. We'll start with Deanna. Um, I guess you, you mentioned the issues, right? And these are the different facets and the different pieces of, of, of womanhood. I got to imagine that one of the, 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 the issues has to be women in entrepreneurship, right? So what does it mean to be an African-American female entrepreneur? And what advice would you give other aspiring African-American female entrepreneurs? Um. So to kind of piggyback off of what Dagna was saying, our, you know, our parents invested in us after one we invested in ourselves you know Danielle Danielle and I we took out a you know a substantial uh loan based on like our credit you know because at first our parents were like what are y'all doing you know (laughs) and so I think that's where a lot of people get things kind of messed up too is because you know they want people you want people to invest in you when you haven't invested in yourself you haven't took the risk yourself so i think that's one i think that's one of the biggest things is like you know you starting to help yourself first and i think once people see that things are growing and things like that they will be more likely um to help you out um but my my biggest advice again would just be to just to just honestly just do it you know I think literally, you know, Dale and I were working on this app, um, on this application before, and we kept, you know, trying to make it better. We kept not wanting to put it out to the public. And we were literally working on that app, which I'm embarrassed to say, for like six years. I think actually (laughs) over that. 
and never put it out, never put it out. Um, it was something similar to like an Instagram. So we would have, you know, we kind of had that idea um, similar to that, like before that whole thing even came about. So it was like, if we just would have put it out in the world, you know, maybe something better would have happened. But so I think that just believing in yourself and just saying like, okay, like I'm going to do this and just being prayerful um, would be my best advice. Just, just take the leap and do it. Absolutely. Daniel, anything to add to that? Yeah, um, I definitely think taking the leap to do it for sure. Um, but I also think taking the time to do your research um, and also understanding that you can't do everything. I think what um, the problem with me and Deanna with the previous thing is that we were trying to, you know, work and I do an app and we didn't have a background and we didn't have someone to actually like help us code and things like that. But for this one, we automatically like researched and saw that, you know, the big experiential exhibits like museum ice cream they had a creative director who had done this who had you know a background and experience in this so we went and got a creative director who had done this before and that made it like 10 times easier because we were essentially following her her lead in a lot of things like you know obviously it was our idea and things like that but she was able to kind of like walk us through steps to how to get it to you know the scale that we have today so i think making sure you do research and bringing people on your team who can um, do things that you don't know how to do because as an entrepreneur, you try to do everything. You try to do marketing, you try to do sales, you try to do, you know, the finances and things like that, but it's okay to bring outside help. Like it's okay to not be able to do everything. You'll be more successful and more productive once you have a team, once you even, you know, even an additional person, because originally it was just me, Deanna and our creative director before we even brought on a whole nother team, but just really having someone who understands what you're trying to do, I think is something that really kind of um, shifted us to a new level for um, this experience. Absolutely. We've got to get ready to get out of here, but can you give our listening audience some information about the exhibit, the hours, where they can buy tickets, information, anything that they can, they need to know? Yeah. So uh, currently um, we are actually sold out right now, but we are launching new tickets on Monday. Um, at noon for our, we're actually doing a womanish after dark series, which is a, um, a two week, limited edition series um, for Halloween and fall. It's going to be discovering your alter ego-ish. Um, and those tickets go on sale. <laughs> those tickets go on sale um, Monday at noon at wearewomanish.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at womanish experience. Well, I'm officially a fan and a groupie of you ladies. So, <laughs> man, may God continue to keep you and bless you and order your steps and, and phenomenal work. It, it, it's dope, and I look forward to hearing more about you. And let's stay connected and consider me a resource for anything you guys need. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, phenomenal show. Women are taking over, doing a great job. Melody Spann Cooper, uh, Danielle and Deanna, Deanna Gray. Phenomenal job in what they're doing. Be able be sure to check out the womanish exhibit. We got to get out of here. Time flies when you're having fun. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back at 11 o'clock to do She Flips, He Flips with EJ Williams. We talk about real estate investing. I don't do this for my first name. I do this for my last name. Chance Jordan Monday. Daddy loves you. Say what you want to about me, but always know that I did it my way. God bless.